Pitsill Racers and Rental Cars Podcast with your hosts, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Foray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Keep on till they can't ignore you. Put it up for the Wigan Warriors. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Racers and Rental Cars Podcast, where we talk everything motorsports marketing related, the ins and the outs, the do's and the don'ts, the turning lefts, going straights, the rumors and the gossips. We are here to entertain you in the world of motorsports. So Cameron Frey and I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for rating, review, subscribe, telling 10 of your closest friends, and let's get into this week's episode. What's up, West Coast Cam? What's happening, man? Happy New Year. Oh, my God. Dude, happy New Year. Look, I, I'm laughing. I can't take credit for this. The other night, I'm sitting there, and I'm scrolling through my social feed. And I see this pop up in my in my my box. It says, if I hear one person yell Happy New Year and they're not yelling Jumanji so we can get the hell out of this game, I don't know what to do. <laughs> oh, I saw somebody my posted a deal that said, uh, uh, just be careful because 2020 is turning 21 here in a couple minutes. <laughs> so we're all going to be screwed. Oh, the 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 memes are strong. So yeah. the one that caught the one that came in this morning was Mad Max was filmed in twenty twenty one. Oh boy. Yeah, no kidding, right? All right, this week, thanks for tuning in, folks. It is our New Year's edition episode of Racers and Rental Cars Podcast. Thank you for hanging around through the holiday season. Hopefully you all have traveled safely to and fro rule breakers but nonetheless we appreciate you tuning in to our episode this week and we are going to kick 2021 off with some new year's resolutions some advice and eh, you know maybe just a little chatter but i know what we're not going to kick it off about is that i did not hear much pushback about our nice and naughty list uh, that we had prior to Christmas. So that was kind of nice so that no one was argumentative about that. So that made me feel a little better that we were kind of in the ballpark with everybody else. So uh, didn't offend anybody, you know, to hate to offend anybody. Fragile participation trophies that we're passing out nowadays. But nonetheless, everyone gets a trophy, Don. Every, Come on. Everyone can. You know, I, I got to tell you this a little because you brought I brought it up and then you kind of continued on with it. So. Back in like, let's say 2005 to 2007, I had a I had a leader that, you know, in the military we have these things called NCOPD, right? It's non-commissioned officers professional development, and so we get together typically once a month, and it's four hours of leadership training and in motivation and understanding and consideration of others classes all these things to make us better individuals and this particular leader on this day said you know he goes i want you guys to think about something all these awards and trophies for your successful careers that you've done that you've got surrounding your desks and hanging on the wall in your office he goes you need to take all those down he said and put them in a box he said because if you're sitting there and you're surrounded by all these trophies, you're going to get complacent about feeling like, ah, you know, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I've done a lot of stuff. I'm pretty good. He goes, why don't you clean all that stuff off so that you'll get back to work about trying to be more successful to put a new trophy in front of you. And there you go. That resonated with me. And I mean, I mean, I like, don't get me wrong. I got, I got a box full of them, a couple of them. And uh, but they're in the garage. They're out of sight, out of mind. No reason for me to look at them. I was great at one time, right? Toby Keith's got that song. So uh, I mean, I ain't as good as I once was. <laughs> I'm good once as I ever was. Uh, so I mean, that's the whole participation trophy process comes to mind with that. Everybody getting a trophy when when realistically you didn't work hard enough for it. And yeah, I mean, there is that, you know. You know so. New Year 2021, maybe uh, shedding a little motivation there, perspective 
for you as we move along. But before we start talking about our stuff, I, I mean, I want to give you a little props here going into New Year's. Uh, I saw you moonlighting over on some other podcasts here recently. And and I just you know I'm kind of I'm kind of curious if like <laughs> it, like if that went through the agency or something did we get a letter of intent or I mean what hey, what's man, going yeah, on the, man I reviewed the non compete and uh, yeah it didn't say I couldn't I couldn't be Cameron Ferre on another podcast so yeah I uh, I was asked to be on the MP Insider Show uh, once again to talk some marketing and stuff and. Hey, I'll give you, we got like two to three racers and rental cars plugs out of the deal. So, you know, we're going to just move the needle greatly on our downloads. So they're now going to be like probably 9 million downloads this week. So, yeah, okay, I mean, it was all good. It was a fun time. It was cool. Uh, it was great to see how other people do their shows and stuff and, you know, get some get some ideas for our show moving into 2021. And yeah, it was it was a good time. So it's cool. It's, it's really great to be involved with, uh, with a company like Impy, to be honest. Um, then I'm looking forward to to seeing what happens in 2021 with uh, with some things that we got working. So hopefully it'll all come to fruition here in the next couple months. So. I see, I see. So so what you're telling me is is you're going to have a really good uh, proof of performance report for your time hanging out over there on the MP Insider. We're going to get you know we're going to get some metrics and and yeah, so man. forth going here. Okay, all right. I, I mean, I guess I'm gonna put a little note down here on my paper to talk to the lawyer because obviously our non-compete agreement it sucks i mean within it's kind of changing the subject a little bit but i mean with this being the end of 2021 i honestly feel like i mean yes it's been a crappy year for a lot of things but um there's also been some good too, you know, when in my personal life and in the podcast life. And I mean, we have great sponsors. We got a couple that, that are continuing for sure with us for, uh, they, um, for 2021, which I guess we can say now, uh, you know, Manscaped is back on board for, for, uh, for some time. And so CBDMD. So, I mean, that's rad. And, you know, we got some other negotiations we're working on for next year as well. And dude, it, it's killer, you know, and, and a big shout out to honestly, um, one of our sponsors that we had this year, Flow Sports. Um, I actually watched a ton of Flow, Flow Sports sprint car racing over this holiday with my father-in-law. He's a big sprint car buff, and there was a ton of dirt track stuff on. So literally, Flow Sports was streaming like 24/7 at our house for like a week straight. So, which is really cool. So, I mean, we do have a lot of things that that uh, we've been able to accomplish with this show and, and we're really grateful to you know to our listeners and our sponsors and stuff like that and like I said uh, in the podcast that I was on the other day you know it, it's pretty crazy that this show went from kind of a joke at my previous <laughs> place of employment like you know oh yeah let's Don you want to do this I, I get you know they want me to do this are you interested yeah fuck yeah so and here we are what three years later you know and probably well into over a million downloads like it's pretty freaking cool pretty cool yeah i i can't i cannot disagree with you when we look back on things uh, going into the new year as you mentioned we do have uh you know continuing sponsor partnerships with with manscape and cbdmd uh being involved with our show the flow flow sports deal with you know we had mike levy on earlier in the year just a a unique company very very excited for the potential outlook of what they're going to do in motorsports, what they've already done in motorsports, but particularly what they're going to do for us in drag racing. But the next two weeks with the chili bowl going on, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it just, I know it's cold in a lot of parts of the country. There's certain parts of the country that are still bracket racing or having, you know, big big money racing going on but if you're stuck like me in the midwest where it's cold man just go over to our webpage and click on the flow sports link go get on flow sports watch the chili bowl enjoy it i promise you that in 2021 you're going to see a lot of flow sports in the drag racing world and you're going to hear us talk a lot about flow sports uh but but we have we you're very you're very spot on to say that we that we've been fortunate to survive this year uh with partnerships and companies and being able to come to the table and and just offer a different angle 
to the people that listen to our show, the people that we're able to have on our show, when we get executives that say yes and eat, you know, and they're, you ask them, hey, do you want to come on to a podcast and talk about motorsports marketing? And they're executives that have Fortune 500 ties. And they're like, sure, I'd love to do that. It still makes me still kind of get a few goosebumps here and there that people actually want to come on our show uh, to talk about what it is that we're passionate about. So uh, very happy for you to be on the MP Insider and share a little bit of knowledge over in that world. It's a different demographic in the Volkswagen world uh, with Corey and his team over there. So, uh, you know, hopefully we will catch some uh, people that will stop by or go back and start listening to uh to our shows as we continue to bring on some experts in 2021 yeah no i think uh don was just telling me off air what we have lined up for even in the beginning of the year for uh for guests so i think you guys are gonna be pleasantly surprised so which will be cool um you guys all be able to learn something something new and get some insight on some maybe some things that you might be interested in hearing about so that'll be pretty cool but i I guess I will segue into, you know, since we're talking about ups, positive things. Don, Racers and Rental Cars is doing its first ever sponsorship for a race. That's huge. Racers and Rental Cars giving back to the community of racing that we love so much. And yeah, let's talk about it, dude. Heartland Park, Topeka. <laughs> Having the House of Speed Shootout Bracket Race sponsored in part by Racers and Rental Cars. How freaking cool is that? It's a, it's a pretty big deal that you bring it up, and it's nice. I mean, it's something that uh, Travis uh, Hilton, who manages Heartland Motorsports Park and for many years was a uh, staple fixture for NHRA uh, Division Five and on the national event scene, uh, somebody that's young, up and coming as far as a leader goes uh trying to continue our sport and grow it and, and and keep things moving he's over there in topeka and we talked about it a few months back and i'm like you know i i think we can probably put something together and again it's one of those creative I mean, is deals sponsorship, is the sponsorship eight bucks because yeah we're in <laughs> I, I I asked him how many de- how many decimal spots. I didn't ask commas. I said how many decimals. Yeah. <laughs> what are, what are you open to? But we were creative about it. Travis was very um very open minded, and and I and I for one love going to Topeka. It's it's a long drive from here, but there's something about that facility that's challenging, and it's nice. There's not a bad pit spot on the property and it's located relatively close to a lot of good food uh airports not too far away good hotels are around in the community there and they've got a team travis has got a team there that they want to be successful and so uh that that type of aggressive underdog mentality kind of resonates with me and uh we'll be there we'll actually be rolling in as they're rolling out uh, for our week long stay for the double up divisional for D five the following week. So, uh, I'll be curious to see how many people in the bracket racing 90 world quote unquote that decide to be down there two weeks to hang out with Travis and his team. But yeah, very excited to be a part of that racers and rental cars podcast is going to be awesome to hear our name over the PA, the live stream. Uh, that's just going to be sick, dude. That's going to be sick. Uh, so, yeah, we're very, very excited hey, I'm, about I'm being just involved. Psyched looking at the flyer. I'm like, damn, dude, we like, we're like making a big time now. How about that? Rolling on, dude, they're paying 20 G's to win on Saturday. That's a, yes, that's a good payout. It's a 10 20 10. That ain't bad yes. for somewhat of a West Coast. I mean, it's not West Coast, but I mean, it's this way of the bracket race. The Mississippi? World. Yeah. Yeah, it's west of the Mississippi. Yeah, there you go. Well, well, hey, look down on there. Not that we're gonna like make this whole show about that, but I think the biggest thing that intrigued me or interested me in what Travis was doing was the pre-entry. Going to be a pre-entry race. What what did he cap it at? I forget what what the number was that he capped it at for entries. I think it's like three hundred, two fifty or something like that. 
Ain't bad. I'm trying to find it. It's on my phone here, and uh, I can't find it. But that sounds about right. So he, he, but the entry, the entry fee number is what also intrigued me a little bit. And he's in their ever changing plans. He's Travis is a hospitality guy. He likes to give back. So I'm very, like I said, we got a long time to get to July. So uh, going to be interested in seeing what uh, yeah, rabbits out uh, of the hat he. Three ninety nine single entry, and uh, seven forty nine for double entry, which is pretty cool. That's there you go. I mean, that's that's not bad money. You make that trip. Um, I think you know, like again, that's a big family area. I mean, it's a. I mean, there's enough grandstands for kids, and it just. Uh, and hopefully, uh, there'll be a lot of families that'll partake in that. Like I said, I enjoy going to Topeka. If you've never been to Topeka, you've got to check out the Evil Knievel Museum. My wife is huge about it. Uh, I mean, there's just things around there in the area that you can make it, uh, you know, a family trip. Yeah, no, totally. Well, as we continue to transition here, since we're doing our Cliff Notes edition of, <laughs> of Racers and Rental Cars today. Um, no, I as I'm perusing through my phone here and seeing our emails, we got some hate mail. So I got to read it. So got to read it. And uh, apologies to NHRA before I even start reading this. <laughs> We're going to leave this uh, anonymous. But uh, yeah, so there was a, a I'm not going to say if it's a boy or a girl um, that sent this, but uh, they basically sounds to me like they wanted they wanted a voice to be heard uh, when it comes to NHRA TV. Every year it's been available I've defended it time and time again as much as possible, and I had one hope after paying $130 for half a season, most of which had two-day events instead of three-day events. Um, maybe they could reward my my loyalty in 2021. I wouldn't doubt. I wouldn't bet on that. Um, maybe a year for 50 bucks or 75 bucks or something. A multi-year deal with a discount would be nice. Instead, $10 off for another year with two-day events. 30% less than 10% off. 30% less content for 10% off. Wow. And then he, then he, at least he did it. He hit, a, he hit it with a sponsor plug or she. They could at least manscape. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Does that go back to the, to the customer is always right type approach? Um. I, I, mean, I don't. I mean, he's not. Uh, he or she is not wrong, but I mean, yeah, I don't think they really make much money on that whole situation. And I think there's a whole big changeover that we kind of talked about a little bit with all that NHRA TV for next year. So, because they're they're bringing it in house, right? Or they're yes, something. yes, that yeah. So Warren Evans uh, Drag Racer TV dot TV will not be doing the divisional events anymore for NHRA as they're decided to bring it in house. Um, yeah, so maybe they're so, going to include the division races with your package. If you so the way and and I am sure somebody at NHRA will reach out and tell me I'm wrong if I am wrong. Uh, from what I understand, uh, for you to be able to watch the nhra divisional events you have to have a nhra membership to be able to watch the national events you will have to purchase your nhra.tv uh membership so if you buy one obviously with nhra membership you're going to get access to the divisionals you just won't have access to the nationals uh but i'm sure there's some crossover there in production costs and so forth that they're they're trying to distribute uh amongst the spreadsheet so um yeah i mean i'm not surprised i guess um <laughs> if i woke up with my heads under the carpet i wouldn't be any more surprised <laughs> right um but but again, I, I just I'm trying to give NHRA the benefit of the doubt. Uh, hey, me too. I sent them a Christmas card on my. I got the Christmas card and the WTF questions, and I gave NHRA my Christmas card for this year. Yeah, we're so. gonna talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I mean, NHRA's made a lot of announcements in the past few weeks, obviously selling off the Atlanta Dragway property to put back in on renovations and infrastructure to NHRA. I know I've had, you know, conversations uh, in the last two years with Casey Kohler, uh, who's responsible for NHRA properties. And he's somebody that's an aggressive individual that wants to make our our situation better, right? When I say that as racers or fans or sponsors, vendors, they come to events uh, for the, the, the landscape of how the properties look, how things flow, the amenities that go along with it. They are ever-changing um and i know we didn't talk about this back when the events happened and i'm not sure if you'll remember this from indy cam but nhra at indy had a like let's say upgraded area uh right there to the right hand side of the tower at the base of the tower they had white couches they had hospitality food beverages and it was an like an yeah, upgraded I invited to that <laughs> you didn't get the memo you weren't on the list uh, my bad dude no i miss i must miss that uh, you weren't my plus one anyway yeah. <laughs> so i mean they're doing different things to try to make uh the attendance factor better you know it was right in a spot where uh you could see the big screen the jumbotron or whatever they call the tron um for nhra so they're doing stuff. I, I know they want our sport to be better. They've, uh, I think this week, I guess we want to talk about NHRA and their Christmas cards and so forth. Um, for racers, they sent out the notices for gold, silver, and bronze cards, uh, grade point notices, and quotas. All three of those came out in the last seven days. And um, all of them, guess what? I'm not upset with. I think they're right in lot. They, I mean, I got nothing negative to say about it. I think they were spot on uh, for their grade point adjustments. I think they were spot on for how they're managing the gold, silver, and bronze card winners or users, if you will, or awardees. Um, and I don't think there was a problem with the quotas. Now, I know that well, I will get text messages or Facebook messages about that statement because the stock, super stock guys, super comp, super gas, super street – they they get held down, right? And it makes it a situation where you get 60 or 70 or sometimes 50 of the biggest hitters around that have the grade points. And people complain that because they don't have grade points, they don't get into the, their home national event, right? And, and I get that. But here's my comment to you, so don't send me anything. Those, those of us that get out there and we travel the circuit, the schedule and we run eight divisionals a year and we run five to seven nationals a year we're supposed to be rewarded for that effort because it's not cheap it's not easy and and we're out there chasing and grinding away at it and so i really think that the quotas are right in line uh, with where they need to be and i know it's a struggle but our divisional car counts are going up People are trying to get their grade points. They are traveling, going out to those events. So I hope that that's how it works. I hope that our, you know, we the competitiveness of getting in at national events will always be significant because, again, I want the show to run smoothly and and have it be entertaining to our fans that attend, our sponsors that are involved, vendors that come to the events. It, it should be. Uh, and that should be a goal. We are in, regardless, I'll argue till we're blue in the face, we're in the entertainment business. We just happen to run for a trophy and some cash, but we are in the entertainment business. And so uh, I'm always for that. Sometimes I'm going to get left out. And if I get left out, I get left out. But we are in the entertainment business, and that should always be the focus of everyone that's involved. We just happen to be entertaining by racing. There you go. And Don, thank you for your sermon today. We appreciate that. <laughs> and uh, we will be moving on now. <laughs> you brought up NHRA. Just had to put the bow on it. There you go. See? Package it up. No, uh, keep the hate mail coming. So, you know, thanks uh, to that individual who uh, who sent that in. Uh, some, sometimes we keep your hate mail 
personal, and sometimes we uh, we broadcast it on the show. So we appreciate all the feedback and uh, keep keep it all coming. If you got anything you want to talk about, if uh, you want to bitch about something, we're here to listen. So that's hate mail at racersandrentalcars.com. Shoot us a line. Maybe we'll talk about it. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll just tell you to piss off. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. I think you just came up with another avenue for revenue. I think I'm going to look into us getting our online uh, therapist license. We could probably start charging insurance fees to individuals for, for listening. I, I mean, I think we could. I mean, there everything's telehealth now. I mean, you, you, you literally can Skype into your doctor and get a prescription and never have to leave the house. Why can't we be it's your like therapy a, session? It's like a racer's marketing self-help online session. Totally. To- totally. I, I mean, it's I think I need like to look music, into that. The music real happy hour on, uh, on Sirius XM. <laughs> yep. That's <laughs> do it. Do it Zoom. Everybody grab a cocktail. We'll just all just bitch about everything. Uh, yeah, kind but of I, what we but do we, on the air, but at least we can involve other people now. I mean, geez. Well, for sure, but I need to look into this because I think we can get an insurance code and we can probably set something up and people can just, you know, send in their their insurance number and we can, you know, charge 20 bucks or something like that. We'll be we'll be definitely underneath the premium level uh to 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 help and support always. There you go. There you go. Hey, I, this is really random too. I this is like the squirrel um, episode, but I was perusing the Auto Club Dragway that website. Well, it actually went into an error, and there actually isn't a AutoClubDragway.com anymore. Um, goes to AutoClubSpeedway.com, which brings you to just bad news bears. I, did you? I'm sure you heard about the they canceled the Auto Club. NASCAR, NASCAR race and moved it to Daytona. Due yes. to unfortunately, due to the ongoing COVID nineteen pandemic, we will not be able to host fans at Auto Club Speedway in February. So, and I mean, what are you supposed to say? I mean, right now, Dude, I'll tell you. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and I'm like, you know, what industry is like dying on a vine because of this whole deal is anything that has to do with entertainment or amusement parks or anything that has fans. It freaking sucks. Like, could you imagine like being like the head of the Ringling brothers and Barnum and Bailey circus or something? Like you just, you're effed. Like that's what sucks. Like what's the world going to look like in two years when there's no concerts and no nothing because all these promotions and all this stuff went out of business. They were saying I was talking to somebody else who's uh, who's a friend to a very 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 popular and well known uh, band that they play in like arenas like big like stadium kind of music and uh, he said he was talking to his friend and uh, he's like you know what sucks like we're on you know I'm, I got my my money I'm making just from our songs and stuff, but like we can't, we have a tour scheduled, but we can't go on this tour because we play state. We don't play at the whiskey, a go, go like we play at angel stadium. So we can't even schedule our tour until they figure out what the hell they're going to do with baseball and football and every other sport. And then they're going to talk about bands and the, you know, cause they're the fillers for the stadiums. So it's like, wow, you, you don't really think about that. And then you're like, Oh, like, ouch. So, well, they're all the, they're I, paying the, their, their agencies and stuff. They're paying all these retainers to keep these guys and gals employed. Like, how long is that going to last if they can't make any money? They said it's been well, millions of dollars lost. Oh, I totally believe that. And the thing about it is, is there's only certain types of insurance that can be applied to cover, right? And so, I mean... I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm still looking because it was brought up to me a few weeks ago, and I thought it'd be interesting. I'm still researching it, but you know how they always have these commercials with Aflac, right? For for your medical payments of insurance and workman's comp and things of that nature, right? So some someone was joking around about bringing Aflac back into motorsports, and I was like, because they do a lot of of basically pop, you know, type display activations, and I'm like. Man, I wonder if the entertainment business 
is covered in Aflac because, again, you just said it. They're out of work. What are they going to do, right? And, and you can put on concerts on Zoom like Sirius does and, and some of the country singers have done. And I've seen other artists do it. But, dude, that doesn't make you any money. I mean, all you can hope for is they go out to Apple iTunes or something and download something and you get a few pennies well, off of each download. Yeah, and that's, that, that's, that's true. And let's be honest. Like, I don't care if you're, if you're wealthy or if you're not wealthy and you're just a guy living paycheck to paycheck. The majority of people in life don't have just millions of dollars in the bank that they just, well, I don't, you know, like, so even if you make a lot of money, like you have to make that money to sustain that huge ass house you have and that Maserati <laughs> and whatever the hell else you have. Like, so if your revenue just stops, like there's a lot of people like in a bad way. And that's, that's what's scary. All the people that have uh, savings accounts that are no more. Now, now what do you do? Well, you know, my, my meme that I love, you know, average American has $10,000 in their savings account. I got 150. Have you seen my race car? There you go. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't get any, it doesn't get any more real than that. So look at this. Sorry to, sorry to just, I just pulled up the Facebook, the Facebook here on the interweb as we're talking (laughs) and Justin Ashley Racing announces today that World Championship winning crew chief Mike Green has joined the Strutmasters team. Yeah, that was a rumor deal. And and my thing is, is I want to know what happened because A.B., he don't suck. No, he did good. Obviously, they won a yeah. race and they did. Yeah. So, um yeah, I'm kind of curious about that and curious because Mike Green left DSR. Mm-hmm. So what does that tell you? Uh, I, I wasn't, who was Mike Green crew chiefing for at DSR? He was doing it for Tony. He was doing it for Tony yeah. on the fill-in deal. Yep. Right. Yeah. So that kind of leads because you to wasn't think. He, wasn't he, because he was with Prop. No, who was he with before Tony? He was with Proc, right? And he was just a fill-in. Was he a JFR? I can't even remember. No. It feels like it's been an eternity. That, it's, it, it, right, it has. No, I'm very curious about that. I'm about to go do some research. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I mean, good for um, good for Justin Ashley's team. I mean, I mean, they have great equipment. They, I mean. They they obviously have ever have the the experience and, and the know how over there along with the assets and the equipment, but at the same time, I'm going. You had Aaron Brooks. I mean, Aaron's a you know, eh, that's. I mean, no, he was te- he was tuning for Austin Proc. Mike Green was. Yeah, and then before he, he went, on, yeah, he was on hiatus, t- and then he went and tone tuned Tony at the end of the year because he wasn't working. Or whatever the situation was there, <clears throat> which I would have thought that he would have went back to JFR, but I guess not. So, do we say? I gotta think that the that the salary difference between AB and Mike Green probably a little different. Yeah, it's possible. I I mean, I'm just saying. I, I, I mean, I just. Uh, yeah. Okay. Wow. I don't. I mean, but I haven't heard any new sponsor announcements and things of that nature. No, that's the unfortunate part. I haven't heard anything from anyone. It's been crickets, which sucks. Well, I do know that it was sent to me. I haven't watched it yet, but I guess JFR did like a a holiday update or something that was sent out through like Twitter or something and I haven't watched it yet. Uh but I guess it's like their driver lineup or or something. So I've got to watch that. I'm gonna get get that watched today. Um to see what that's all about. Which we also are gonna have uh one of the big wigs from JFR that'll be coming on the show in a few weeks as well. So we'll maybe we'll be able to deep dive off into that because that's just got to be a unique situation behind the door, behind the scenes for the last, what are we going to go from March? Yeah. Right. What's, what's this saying? Everybody, it's a fluid situation. It's like hot jello, dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's yeah. like hot jello now for sure but now it is it's very curious to me we haven't had a lot of sponsor announcements in the nhra world uh, of drag racing on the professional level um and that's that's troubling. I mean, I mean, some of the sponsors that are probably out there, uh, obviously, have had multi-year deals. Um, so you would think that you know we'll probably start to see after the first of the year some paint schemes and different looks and appearances and stuff. Uh, but I mean, dude, we actually have a lot longer this year. We're going till March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's still time. I mean, you know, ah, people man. like I, I'm right there with everyone. <laughs> still working on things. What, you don't have a sponsor announcement? What? You don't have a sponsor announcement? What? <laughs> Is this thing on? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Uh, exactly. Well, let's tra- let's transition right on out of that, and let's start talking about uh, just a little bit more marketing advice as we roll through the show here. So... I'm going to pull off this from your show that you were on earlier in the week when your podcast, there was a couple comments that got thrown out there in the ask box. Uh, and I was actually over on the Facebook side of the program, uh, not the YouTube side and an individual. And you kind of touched base on it a little bit, uh, asked about, uh, Dex proposals, reaching out using LinkedIn, uh, and and so forth and so i have a sidebar uh commenting on it but i think i wanted to you know facebook it's hard to really answer a, a question in a comment box but you had uh i had made a comment about using linkedin and you had made a comment and we were actually kind of on opposite sides of it and so i i wanted to no, well, kind of go about dms yeah we were yeah about we were not i said linkedin was a uh, good place Oh, okay. All right. I didn't come yeah. across that way. I thought you were saying I thought you were saying that LinkedIn was a bad place to use DMs. No, no, no. Okay. No, I was saying because somebody asked about Instagram DMs. Oh, okay. I, got you. I I said that I didn't personally think that that was the best to slide into somebody's DMs and ask them for some free shit. Um, and the reason being is like you know if you haven't been able to do the research enough to find somebody's email or phone number from the Google. Um, it just looks tacky, you know? And I mean, some people work that way and you're generally probably not going to find much information on sliding into somebody's DMS because generally some sort of junior marketing assistant or some social media director or something like that is handling the social media for said company. So you generally might, if they say, hey, uh, I want some free stuff, like, can you sponsor me and send me a million dollars? They're probably going to be like, yeah, no. Or they might say, <laughs> yeah, shoot us a deck at sponsorship at com, which is the generic email that no one will ever read. We had one of those at Racepack. And yeah, <laughs> I would I would go through when I was bored and just laugh. <clears throat> Okay, so the ones that actually yeah. made it to my email inbox, I would <laughs> rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, and I, my approach with that, or my thought process, so there's a couple of different programs out there that you can use. That uh, some of them are free, or they'll cost you a little bit of money. And then there's some of them that you can use that are extremely expensive but have a plethora of information in it and makes it easy on you to access. Uh, But it also depends on whether or not the companies are publicly owned or privately owned. So a privately owned company, you're going to struggle most times to get information out of them because they're privately owned. So they don't have to disclose. They don't have to have earnings calls, public information of their CEOs, their executive team, None of that, it, it has to be publicly uh, transparent out in the marketplace for you to be able to Google, if you will. So, well, I guess I'll so, add something to that when you're done. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So sometimes when, when you're reaching out through LinkedIn, it does, it's not a bad idea to, after you've done your research and you've just struck out, there's sometimes there's nothing wrong with sending a quick note to an individual 
Typically, it is the junior marketing person. A lot of times, it's really good to reach out to the aggressive young person in a company, and they they have no preconceived notion about what's going on. and And sometimes you can get some information and strategy and and talking points and so forth that's going on to start a conversation just based off of your research. But you can't send some long winded message in a DM in LinkedIn. It really needs to be quick to the point. Hey, look, I've I've done some research. I really cannot find a, a contact email. Can, would you mind sharing a point or a name that I could start a conversation with? And if it comes back with something like Cam's talking about sponsorships at at, at jerk dot com, then you probably want to follow it up with. Uh, you know, saying, hey, is this a generic email or, or I would really like to send it directly to you? Would you mind sharing? If you're asking in a respectful way, um, that lets them know that, hey, you're, you're being serious and you're being professional, but you got to respect their time from that. Right. Well, you can't just slide in and say, hey, man, like I want some free stuff. Like you should just send it to me. Here's my address. Like, it, but if you're if you're fishing and that and you can't find it somewhere else, but what I what I was going to elaborate on is the fact that you're talking about all these programs that you can get these this contact information. I mean, yeah, we may not all be able to afford some of it or whatever, but you got to understand that if you're the if you're clicking on somebody's generic email and sending them, you got to understand that there's about 5,000 other people that have done the same thing for the same company that week probably. <laughs> And did the extra research and got the person's direct email or their phone number or whatever. Like I, I hate to throw this out there, but like I've actually called companies before. You just call and press zero, talk to the operator, and say, "Hey, you know what? Um, I'm sorry. I'm trying to get a hold of the marketing department, and you know, I've I've used, you know, can you tell me their name or whatever? Or I've even said, oh, I'm trying to send an email to the marketing department. Would you mind spelling the name the email? I feel like I think I might have got it wrong." And then they'll give you the email. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And there's so, nothing. I mean, there's other ways. Is what I'm what I'm getting at is just do a little bit of research and you can get the information that you need. Right? So if you're not, somebody else is, is, is all I'm trying to say. Like there's oh, other people sure. out there working really, really hard. You know, I, I tell Don that all the time. I you know, I'm kinda at a disadvantage sometimes because I do have that like a lot of you guys that listen to the show. I have, you know, a f- crazy full-time job that I work like a dog from seven to ten p.m. seven a.m. to ten p.m. four days a week. So like, when do I when do I do that, right? So I like, and then on the other days I'm racing, or you know, so it's it's hard like to find the time to do it, but you have to like you have to find the time, regardless of of what's going on. If this is what you want to do, you. You got to figure it out somehow. Do it between the hours of midnight and 2 a.m., I guess, which happens for me a lot. <laughs> but, no, yeah. and, and you're absolutely right. And I think that's and that was kind of kind of parlay into another comment that was made. And and I thought you, you know, Corey and you didn't touch on it, which was fine because it's tough to say. Right. So somebody had made a comment about decks and proposals and how many do you actually send out and had meetings and so forth. And, and my thing is, is that I do a lot, right? And so, but with that, I'm also looking at a different segment. And I think you made comment that you need to know who you are. Uh, someone made a comment about, you know, knowing your demographics and so forth. You, you have to sit down and know what it is that, and who it is that you are. Are you someone that is going to that's going to bring tens of thousands of dollars in return to a company? If you're not and you're going to bring thousands of dollars to return in a company, then you need to be structured in that way in which you're communicating and the people that you're reaching out to. Because if you're not, you're you're actually setting yourself up at a disadvantage Um, and I, I feel like you have to, uh, I think, what was it that I think Corey used the phrase 
uh, to label like class racer or something of that nature or, or, or class racing uh, associations wise, you know, saying, oh, well, I'm a champion, but you're a champion in something that's got 60 people in it. Right. So, again, that's not a bad thing. Because no. you worked really hard to achieve achieve a championship with sixty people. I mean, that's a. I mean, again, that's smaller odds, right? So, I mean, are you are you worthy? Yeah, you're worthy of something without a shadow of a doubt. Um, it's just you, you have to figure that out, and and I can't stress this enough. If you don't know, and maybe you're ha- struggling with figuring out who you are or what you're looking for, dude, send us an email. I have, I mean, Cam works a full-time job and, and he does that, but this is my full-time job and, and the, in the world of motorsports marketing and business development, it's what I do 24 seven. And so I don't mind doing that. Uh, I had a conversation with an individual that is a top tier driver and business owner in the country i mean when i'm in if i say his last name everybody's gonna go oh i had a conversation with him and i basically told him dude you are selling yourself short on what you can bring to the table for a company because he looks at it as not being his full-time job because he has a business that he runs he races is kind of an outlet and a way to support his business and i'm like it still has value so if you need someone to, to tell you what you should be looking for or how it should be impacting your program or so forth, you need an evaluation uh, conversation or a counseling or a mentorship, whatever it may be, hit us up. I got no problem helping you through that program in 2021. Yeah, I, I'm the same way too. But yes, I, I am very busy during the week. But if, if you look at the timestamp on the reply to the email, you know, because I do get a lot of people that actually reach out to me on on social media for questions about this stuff. But sometimes the timestamp may say like 2 a.m. And it's not because I can't sleep. It's just because I haven't gone to bed yet. So don't judge. <laughs> Look, you made a comment about when you work like a dog. I, dude, impress me and start working like a three-legged dog. And then we're going to get somewhere. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, we're going to wrap up this show, but before we go out, we're going to throw down some New Year's resolutions. Give me two, Cam. Give me two things in the racing business world that you're going to improve on personally or professionally in 2021, and go. I'm going to go with just racing more. I'm I'm really hopeful that uh, uh, I'll be able to secure what I'm I'm working on behind the scenes, and uh, yeah. I, I hope it all works out. Uh, we'll know here shortly, but um, yeah, I just want to race more. I only got to race a handful of races last year, and it makes me sad, just like everybody else. I mean, racing is what I love to do, and hopefully it continues. Um, number two, are they both racing-related? What You wanted two yeah. resolutions on racing? Um, and we are a racing podcast. I guess number two would be go some rounds. <laughs> would be... Would be uh, Number two, I want to make more laps than just qualifying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with those two things. I, and, and I can kind of echo with you a little bit as we did not have near the year that we thought we would have over here personally or professionally racing wise, even though we went some quarterfinals and semifinals and, and runner up, uh, in our events that we attended, uh, my, I want to get back to, the whole deal of finishing in the top 10. And so, you know, before we got started with a new car, I had a goal sheet every year. I wanted this or that, right? And so I want to get back to the point that we finished top 10 in the division and top 10 in the world and and just be consistent from that standpoint. So just label it, finish top 10 world, excuse me, and the division. The second thing racing-related is be more impactful. I guess I want to, uh, excuse me, I want to give more back uh, as far as the whole uh, mentorship, advice, guidance, counseling standpoint. I want to do that more because I feel like at some point, you know, we've had these discussions about being, you know, at some point we're going to hang up our helmet 
and what are we going to leave behind and in the world of motorsports and i think that's the biggest thing that i'm starting to look at as uh, the the number of the number on my driver's license continues to grow in age uh start looking at at what i leave behind so that's a that's my uh top two uh, racing resolutions for 2021. I have a list of others uh, that will probably go throughout during the, the first 30 or 60 days of our show of the new year that we'll talk about. But that that for me is is right where I'm at, Cam, right, right there on the brink. No, those are good ones too. I think that's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, my honorable mention is as I look through the camera here at you, uh, as everyone can see, we're both wearing our racers and rental cars hoodies today. And I, that was not planned or designed. Not that it matters because no one can see us, but that's, uh, that's also something that I'd like to see. I'd like to see more racers and rental cars apparel out there. Uh, hoodies, it's wintertime. Grab yourself one, uh, show it off, wear it around. We enjoy seeing that, and I promise you that it'll be your next favorite hoodie because they're pretty damn soft and pretty damn warm. So uh, jump on the train. Agreed. Boom. Get you there. That's at racersandrentalcars.com for those of you that don't remember. Absolutely. Rate, review, subscribe, and hey, inbox is always open. Drop off your New Year's resolution on what you want to improve. We are going to get 2020 over with get on to 2021 again make sure that you yell jumanji uh so that we can get the hell out of this horrible game that we're all in right now and uh look forward to 2021 being brighter than 2020 was so uh with that cam dude happy new year to you get us out of here you too man um and happy new year to all the listeners as well and uh and a big a big thank you to uh you know our sponsors uh manscape CBDMD, KNN, Flow Sports, all the goods, racersrentalcars.com, Voice America. You know, we uh, we really appreciate everything you guys do for us. And uh, um, yeah. Oh, and don't forget to hit up uh, Alex Stryler on uh, on his uh, marketing school. Um, get you, put your what was the promo code? R I R C half off all caps. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yes, for uh, for half off uh, your entry into into his school, you guys are gonna you will definitely learn a lot from him. He's a he's a good dude. So um, make sure you check it all out. And with that, I'll see you in a year. See ya. Thank you for downloading this episode of Racers and Rental Cars. This episode has been brought to you in part by Streetway Marketing and Media, Voice America for all of your podcasting needs. K and N Air Filters, Manscape.com, CBDMD. Motion Raceworks, and LB Trailer Sales. Be sure to use the RIRC promo code at any of the listed sponsors. We appre- they appreciate your business, and we'll see you next week.